Hi, everybody. John Asselon here for this week in APA. I hope all are doing well. Stay healthy. Uh, if you possibly can, uh, keep to yourself. Uh, let's not let this situation get any worse. I think we can pretty much uh, put away the rumors that this is all overblown. Um, I am not treating it like that. I'm doing everything I possibly can to keep myself um, people that I know, people around me, co-workers, uh, my grandkids, my children, my father, uh, all as safe as possible. And I would hope that you would all do the same. That being said, um, I'm at home, so I got a little more time to deal with uh, the podcast and I hope to uh, uh, keep things moving a little bit uh, quicker and on a more regular basis than we have. And uh, right now, uh, I put together the six segments of Commissioner's Corner, authored by uh, my and I hope your good friend, Dominic Proviciero. Uh, all six uh, segments are on this podcast. They are listed one through six. Uh, I would uh, really, even if you don't play in the league, it, it's really good information. Dom does a great job of presenting it. And so uh, without further ado, I'm going to let you listen in to This Week in Appa's version of Commissioner's Corner with Dominic Proviciero. And welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Appa. I'm your host, John Aslan, and joining me now is a gentleman we've had on the program before. We talked to him about his uh, league experiences, his Appa experiences, and he is back to begin a semi-regular segment that we're going to have on the program. It's going to be called Commissioner's Corner, and uh, we're going to talk a, a lot about uh, different ways to run a league, to play a league, to come up with rules in a league, drafts, you name it. We're going to talk about, and the guy that's really going to do most of the talking is my guest, Dominic Proviciero. How you doing, Dom? How are you, John? Good evening. Oh, it's my paisan, man. I, I, I got to have some Italian love here on the program, and Dom's my main man. Dom, uh, you're in a hotel room in New Jersey, I understand, tonight. I am uh, semi-trapped in uh, St. <laughs> New Jersey, and uh, you know, what better way to spend the night than Oh, uh, there you go. I like I like your I like your attitude. Um, well, you know, you came up with this idea. You you ran it past uh, John Herson. John liked it. He ran it past me. I thought it's a great idea. And we 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 did. We have talked a few to a few of our guests about league play, how, what it's like to be in the league, some of the challenges of being in a league, uh, certainly some challenges of the commissioner. And uh, you came up with this idea to kind of just run through a general outline, try to cover all of the items that uh, folks would come up against in, in league play. And we're going to try to bring it into a concise weekly segment and uh, uh, talk a little bit about what uh, we are going to be uh, discussing over the next uh, several weeks. Okay, well, what we're going to basically do is... Um you know, I've been a commissioner and I've been a member of the league for many, many years, as many of the uh, people out in the nation have also. Uh, what we're looking to do is just get some some league discussion going. You know, um, I'm sure there's a lot of commissioners running into issues or maybe, you know, you woke up and you want to decide, hey, I want to start a league. You know, where do you start? 
What are some of the pitfalls? What are some of the things you have to think about? Okay. Um, so that's what we want to do. We want to kind of break this up into sessions. Okay. And we're going to cover a lot of different things. Like you said, we're going to cover, you know, um, how do you start? Where do you find players? What kind of rules? Uh, websites, message boards, things like that. Um, amongst all, as, as we get to talking, we want to encourage people's feedback. We want to encourage their questions and we want to really encourage their ideas for future topics. What I'm hoping here is after the first session that people will write in or call in uh, and basically say, hey, you know, make sure you cover this, or how about this, or I had a problem with this, what should I do? You know, and, and this is for guys in the leagues to listen to, especially commissioners, but everybody as a member, uh, to, to gain some more information and to get some ideas. Yeah, and, and like I said, uh, it, it, when when you mentioned the John and he ran it past me, it's, it sounded like a great idea, and we're happy that you're able to do it with us. Uh, and and what you mentioned, and I think it's going to be an important part of of this uh, uh, segment that we're going to have, is you want some feedback. We want to have the folks that listen to it that have questions about league play, there, or even may have an idea uh, about league play or what they do in their league, to contact the program, and you can do it. Uh, by now, and here's the important thing, and I'm going to mention this again at the end of uh, this week's podcast. But no matter how you listen to this podcast, because you'll get a notification, and I, I always put it up on the uh, uh, This Week in Apple Facebook page um, when a new uh, program's coming up, and you can hear it through different, uh, many different ways. You can hear it through uh, uh, you know, your iPhone, the Apple app, you can listen to Google Play, you can listen to it through Spotify. I believe there's seven different ways to listen to this, but you're not actually downloading the Anchor app, which is what this program is, is, is generated by. So if you want to be a part of the program, you need to download the app on your phone, and then you'll see a, set, a, a little uh, icon or... Um, uh, a little note at the top that says voicemail, where you can send me a voicemail. You have to keep it to 60 seconds, but if you have something you want to say, you have a comment uh, or an idea, and you can do this with the show, not only with this with this uh, Commissioner's Corner segment that uh, Dom's going to do, but you can do this for anything as far as the podcast goes, and send us some feedback and, and just talk. It's just like sending a voicemail. I'll get it. Uh, some I'll play on the on the following podcast, or I'll very least mention it and uh, bring up the question or the idea. But you have to download the app and then favorite the program. You'd have to search out this week in APA, and that way you can contribute to uh, the TWA podcast every single week if you would wish. So, uh, but that's what we're looking for in this Dom is is basically to to uh, have folks. Uh, uh, send me a, a one minute or less than a minute uh, voicemail um, talking about what you're going to be talking about, and this will help you. I come with come up with ideas or expand on what you're talking about on a weekly basis. Yeah, and we're hoping that we can, uh, you know, have those questions or ideas, you know, actually heard and discuss them on uh, future programs. All right, so and I think uh, it's a, you know I think it's going to be a good segment, and I think a lot of people. Uh, we'll we'll react to it. Well, I'm excited about it. Uh, you called it Commissioner's Corner, and so uh, what are we talking about this week? Week one, tell us what's on on the format. Well, basically, we're going to talk about you know you wake up one morning and you decide that you want to start an Apple League, 
and you say, okay, how do, how do I begin? Where do I go? What do I do? What's the first things I have to do? Uh, obviously, if you're creating the league, more than likely you're going to be the commissioner or at least the initial commissioner. Um, I would always suggest to have a co-founder. This way they can share some of the work because sometimes it gets to be a lot of work depending on how large the, the league is. So I would say the first thing you want to do is to decide how do you want to play? Okay, there's obviously a lot of options, more options these days than there were in the past. So let's start with some of the options. You can, you can decide that you want to play basic boards. You can decide you want to play master game boards. You can decide you want to play BBW. Or you can decide you want to play Apple Go. So that would be the four main choices. Okay? Um, again, depending on um, you know uh, how many people you want, how big the league you want, uh, what kind of league you want. You know, do you want something where it's just four or five guys at a table every Friday night playing boards, or do you want to expand it and get it to the BBW and do stuff online? So that's, I think, the first actual question you have to ask. Okay. And then once you decide which format you want to play, and, and what I should add is that, you know, like in my own league, we actually play different formats. So, so we actually guys can play Master Game and they can, oh, somebody else can choose to play BBW. It all works out very nicely somehow in the world of APA. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing that you, you need to do is determine what format. Then I think what you have to determine next is what type of, um, what type of season? Like, in other words, do you want to do a current season, you know, with the current plays, like the Mike Trouts and the Frankie Lindors, or do you want to do a retro? There's a lot of retro leagues out there where they basically, you know, they'll start from, like, you know, whatever, 1980 or 1990, and then they move up that way. So their next uh, season would be, say, they start with 90, the next season would be 1991, okay? And that's, and that's pretty interesting because... You know, you already know what the players are going to do, right? I mean, you kind of do with, with the current season, too, but you're looking at somebody that you choose somebody like, uh, you know, if you put Tom Seaver on your, on your, uh, on your team, you know what he's going to do for the next 15, 20 years. So it's, it's kind of like, um, different than the current season. You know, if you pick, you pick a, a person like, uh, Ronald, Ronald Apuna, you think he's going to be a good ball player, but you really don't know, right? You, you're going to project that. So it's a little different. You know, it's more of a guessing game with the, with the newer players because you don't know how they're really going to perform over the next few years. So, so that's your first thing. Number one, which format? Number two, what type of season? Then the next thing you have to decide is, is this going to be a face-to-face -face league? Is it going to be an online league? Is it going to be a male league? Is it going to be a combination? Okay. And again, not, not to keep bringing up my league, but because of, obviously I'm a league member, I'm going to, you know, interject a lot of things that, that we do in our league. So we do, we do both. Okay. The guys that live close to each other, we sit down and we play face to face. And the guys that live across the country or, you know, in Florida to New York or whatever the case may be, we'll play some online BBW. So what, what you do first, probably sit down with somebody, a friend, uh, that, that wants to do this with you, and now you have to make these decisions. What do we want to do? You know, what we, we love APA. We, we want to ex expand that fund by being in a league, by creating a league. Um, how do we want to do this? And that's how you basically start. That's how you take your first step. 
in doing that. Well, and, and you made some, some really uh, good and valid points. I mean, again, the different formats uh, is a lot of guys that start leagues uh, that, that I've talked to think that, well, everybody's got to get on board with rolling dice or everybody's got to be uh, with BBW. And it's really not that difficult to span the entire gamut of different of, of ways to play the game. The main thing is, is obviously you have to find a way to do your stats, whether it's through ball, a ball score or whether it's through the the BBW uh, stat generator, uh, but you can do it playing in different formats. Uh, every, you know, all the players can be playing three to four different formats. Um, the other thing, and, and something that I've been into as well, has been retro and current leagues. And you're exactly right. The retro leagues uh, are interesting because you do know what players are going to do. And uh, whereas in the current leagues, like you said, you got a guy like Akuna, you, you're, you're, thinking that this guy's going to be a great player for 10-plus years, but an injury could bring that all to a grinding halt. So um, there, there's different ways of doing it. I've enjoyed both types of leagues, and uh, and I think that's what, when you are getting started uh, or you're interested in starting an Apple League, is really what you need to do is kind of get all of these things in place right from the get-go, get them straightened out, make sure everybody is on the same page, and start running. Right, and and the other and the other side of this is, if, if you're not the guy that's creating a league, let's just say you're a guy who's joining a league. Yeah. Look at all the options, right? right. So, so, so in reality, the, the the greatest thing that I've always thought about Apple is the fact that you know it's so versatile, right? You could pick, you could choose to play Apple a thousand different ways. Right. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of ways that people play Apple. I'm not even. I don't even think <laughs> right. of right, but they right. do. And and that's the beauty. So, hey, you know what? You guys love basic boards and you want to start a basic league, then you do it, right? If, you, if you're if you a guy that wants to join a league, well, you there's plenty of places, and we're going to talk about that in the upcoming weeks, you know, right. how to find the league, right? right. So now you, you say to yourself, well, what do I want to do? I don't want to be, I don't want to start a league, but I want to be in a league. And you know what? I'd love to be in a made, uh, master game board league that is a retro league. And it's out there. Yeah, yeah like, you'll find one. like eBay. Like, if you go on eBay, you could find anything, <laughs> right? It's the same thing. Right. If you want to find a league based on your life, what, how you like to play Apple, you can find one. If you don't find one, then you create one. Yeah. And, that's, and you look out there, you, I mean, there are hundreds of leagues, and, and they all have hundreds of different rule books and there's so many different rules and that's what we're going to talk about too in the future is you know unique rules that one league might have and people you know get to know about it and they say wow that's a great that's a great rule i'd love to bring that into my league yeah you know so so you get a lot of that stuff and it's all about this it's all about sharing information right 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 and 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 it's 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 something that uh, i guarantee you're going to have get enjoyment from uh uh, and, and there's going to be a lot that we're going to talk about, as you mentioned, in the future. What's coming up for next week's segment, Tom? Well, next week what we're going to talk about is, you know, once you've decided how to play, what season type you want, uh, how do you find players? Uh, where do you find managers? You know, do you look under a rock? You know, how, what, do you, what do you do? You put out a want there. You know, so there's some pretty unique ways to find players uh, that I'm going to tell you about uh, next week. Well, the first segment is uh, is a hit. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I know all you folks that are listening uh, have probably had some experience with leagues and 
And and if you have, and if you just want to drop a comment about your league or some of the things that you do or how you be, came upon the league you're in now or how you started one, don't forget, get with me. You have to download the Anchor app onto your phone and then you'll see the little uh, icon and I believe it's at the top right corner of your phone screen that'll say send a voicemail. Uh, you can send it directly to me. I will get it. I will talk about it or actually play it on the next podcast. And if you have any questions for Dom, uh, do it uh, in that format. That way we'll get it and Dom will have some fodder for his next shows. Uh, Dom, again, thanks so much for, for coming on and being part of, uh, of this uh, podcast on a regular basis now. So we'll be seeing you again real, real soon. John, it's always a pleasure. And let's not forget... They're going to hear this tomorrow, so happy opening day. Ah, there you go. Reds Pirates tomorrow right here in my hometown, so can't, can't, can't wait to do it. Uh, Dom, thanks again, and uh, we're going to be right back uh, with another segment of this week in Apple, so stay tuned. It's time once again for another segment of Commissioner's Corner with uh, our good friend, friend of the APA community, and certainly a friend of the podcast, Dominic Proviciero. Dom, welcome back, and uh, uh, let's see what you got for us this week. How you doing, John? Greetings to uh, APA Nation. Uh, it's a nice day up here in New York, and uh, we're ready for uh, uh, Chapter 2. So last uh, time we spoke, we talked about um, the format of getting started on a league, uh, whether you wanted to play BBW, boards, face-to-face, online, so on and so forth. Uh, we covered a lot of topics on that. Um, so today, we're going to assume that you uh, established your format. And now, um, as they say, you have to find bodies, you have to find players. So what we're going to talk about is uh, how and where do you find uh, other franchise owners slash managers. So, uh, what we do uh, nowadays, as um, the younger people may not know, is uh, it's a lot easier to find people to play. Uh, back in the day when you and I first started playing APA, uh, we had uh, not too many avenues to find players. Right. Uh, I know when I got my set, other than the guy across the street who played, um, those were the only two people I knew that had an APA game. Right. Uh, so we started to try to find ways of how do you how do you identify where the people are. So back then we had the uh, Apple Journal, right. uh, the AJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a directory which was fantastic. Uh, found a uh, actually found a co uh, co founder of uh, my current league uh, through the AJ uh, directory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the time, what they would do is they would list the name, the address, the phone number, uh, basically everything that you can't do now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, for security reasons. Yeah. That's how you found him. You know, you went down yeah. the list and you saw, like, for me, I saw a guy in New York. There it is. Let's contact him and see if he wants sure. to, you know, join our league. Yeah. So that's how, you know, back in the day, it was really word of mouth and, um, you know, the the, um, the tournaments, you know, when the, when APA had the tournaments in uh, Lancaster. Right. Uh, if you went there, you might find somebody else from your same state that went there and you didn't even know that, you know, he was an APA player until you met him at the uh, convention. Right. So those were ways that you did it back then. Um, nowadays, it's so much easier. I mean, you know, you go to the Apple website, and the Apple website puts, um, you know, puts league announcements on there. Who's looking for leagues? What yeah. type of league? You know, so that's that's always a plus. So you're you're getting that out, you know, once a week. Um, 
the other the other way, of course, is uh, uh, the uh, boards, the message boards. Mm-hmm. You know, you go on Apple message boards, and there's a you know a league match on there, uh, which we actually had years ago. Obviously, not on the internet, but we used to do it uh, through the AJ. Yeah, uh, guys looking for league and leagues looking for guys. Right. Uh, we would do is you know put all that information in there. Hey, you know we're looking for a. Uh, you know, a 10th manager, you know, uh, this is the type of league it is. And somebody interested would read that and contact the commissioner. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have, you know, um, uh, you know, you can put your own little uh, blurb on there if you're looking for a league, you know, hey, I'm looking for a BMW sure. league, yeah. for a pro league, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And what's great about that is, I, I got to tell you, you know, it, I think no matter what league you want to be in, you'll find one. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. no matter what format, if you said, hey, I want to, play, you know, retro leagues, uh, you know, starting in 1965, somebody's out there with that kind of league. It's amazing. Yeah. And and the information you can get back within a few hours, whereas before it might take you a week or two or even longer uh, to get a response if if you had a request, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think nowadays, you know, you put something out on the internet, you probably got a response, you know, no later than 24 hours. I mean, sometimes almost instantaneously. You know, so it's a lot easier to find guys. Um, and then, you know, the other issue is uh, you have Facebook, right? Um, so, so you got Facebook you can look at. You got this program where you can hear people come on and, and talk about different things, you know. I mean, there's so many there's so many outlets to find players. I think I think finding players um, is probably the easiest part of starting a league, believe it or not. Now, I'm not going to tell you, uh, when I say finding players, I'm just saying finding players. I'm not saying finding good players or <laughs> finding players that will stick around. So that's yeah. another vetting issue, okay, yeah. which, which is, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But the bottom line is to actually find guys that are interested, it's so much easier, okay. so much easier. Absolutely. And I, I got to tell you a little secret. Um, as you probably know from being on the boards and being on Facebook, you know, I do this roll call, you know, every couple of months. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll have a roll call, and all I'm really asking for is, hey, you know, who, where, where, where are you from, you know? And, and so the reason I did that is because when, when guys put where they're from, I'm hoping that I see, say, say, some New York guys that I don't know, and then I can contact them, Yeah. you know? So it was kind of a it was kind of a um, a selfish thing in the beginning because I wanted to see if I could you know locate where the New York guys were and the New, New Jersey guys. Yeah. Um, I use that I use that a lot. And what I'm finding lately is um, a lot of other people have caught on to that and are doing the same thing. Yeah. So you do you a know? little so you do a little fishing. You know, you're you're throwing your your line out there and seeing uh, you know what what might come up and and and, and some local or regional guys. Uh, that you can contact and and keep in your pool in, in case you do need a player. Absolutely, and I and I'm and I'm I'm happy to say that now I see other people doing the same thing. Like yeah. somebody might say, uh, "Hey, you know, I'm from Wisconsin," and then you'll see a couple lines later, somebody will say, "Hey, I'm from Wisconsin too. What sure. part of Wisconsin are you from?" Yeah. And the next thing you know, these two guys connect and they make friends, and maybe they join leagues or they they get together for Apple, and it's it's it's, yeah. it's a great thing, right? Yeah, exactly. The only thing I get a little disappointed on is I think there's so many people on the boards and on Facebook because you know there's kind of ways where you can see like how many members the. Um, that particular, uh, you know, uh, chapter has, yeah. you know, that, that mm-hmm. the form. 
And, and, and I, I get disappointed because not everybody participates in that. I would love to put a roll call out where everybody just gets on and says, hey, this is where I'm from. Yeah, it's you simple. Know? Yeah, it's simple to do. Yeah, and, and, in, and in fact, you know, I, I, when I put um, emails and messages out there um, on the message boards, I, I always, I started with my handle at the bottom, like my signature. Mm-hmm. I always put Dom in New York. Mm-hmm. And I always did that because I figured maybe if other people did that, that's also another way where you could say, hey, this guy's from here. Right. You know? right. You know? right. So, so, that's, so, so, so I kind of steal people from Roll Call. Um, uh, the Apple website, as, as, as we talked about, that's, that's another good way. And, and what happens now is John puts out the new, um, the new customers, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. we, so, so when you read that and you see a new customer from your area, yeah. that's another way. Exactly. You know, and, and I always do that. I send it. I send it to Apple and I say, "Hey, can you give my contact information mm-hmm. to to the person that's from New York on that on yeah. that list?" And mm-hmm. I actually got a good um, uh, last year. We got a, a a new manager from from oh, doing that's that. Awesome. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, and, but you're right. There there are a number of different ways. Uh, it's a lot easier than it used to be. Uh, so now, so now you 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 have maybe. A group of guys, or a couple guys, or even one guy uh, who's interested in your league. What do you do? You mentioned vetting. What are your? Yeah. Uh, uh, what's your procedure? Well, so I mean, you know, I'd be lying if I told you that we have a thirty-eight-year league and and we've never had issues with with guys coming in. You know, I think everybody has, you know, those couple of guys. Not many, which is great. I mean, over the course of the years, we've had probably over. 70 managers when you count them all but you know you're always going to get a couple um so what what we do now is basically we have a vetting process and the vetting process is as follows let's say john aslan wants to join our league okay uh either you come to me and say hey i'd like to join your league or somebody in the league comes to us and says hey i got this guy i met this guy or he's a friend or whatever and so what we'll do is I'll, I'll put out a Canvas email to the, to the other league members, you know, the, the current league members. And I'll say, hey, John Aslan wants to join our league. I got, you guys got 24 hours to let me know if, if we should put a stop sign on this, yeah. you know. What I'm looking for is for somebody to turn around and say, hey, I was in a league with this guy once before. Right. You know, it didn't work out. He's this, he's that, whatever, you know. Um, so that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for input from my group right now if, if if somebody has an issue with the guy for whatever reason they'll let us know and then we can chat about it and then decide hey you know is this something that happened like you know 20 years ago you know whatever yeah. um or is it something that we should say hey you know what maybe he's not the right guy for our league yeah. um we, we get very picky um because we have a good group of guys and you know like like um uh, one of my uh, longtime managers dave hall what, what he always says is you know what, we're around for 38 years, so we must be doing something sure. right. Yeah. So, so I think what we do is we try to find out, is there anything, is there any reason why we should not let this guy into the league? And, yeah. and let's, you know, let's assume everybody says, no, I don't know him, don't know anything, or I do know him, I don't know anything bad about him, or I do know him, hey, he's a great guy. Um, and then we move forward, and what he does is he becomes like an apprentice, okay? Uh, we hook him up with a team, he becomes like a co-manager for that team for one season. Uh, and what we want from the um, from the owner, we want him to teach you know the the way we play the game. Sometimes the way we play the game, the values and stuff might be different than somebody else's league. Or you know, if you're in a 24 man league versus uh, uh, a 10 man league, there are definitely 
um, he's allowed to then put in for his own franchise. What we're hoping during that apprentice season is that number one, he learns our, our ways and our values and you know, the ways, the different ways we play the game. But also what we're looking for is we want him to play a couple of games against each manager. Because at the end of that season, if he applies for his own team, we're going to take another vote. And we're going to say, hey, what do you guys think? You know, should we let this guy you know, have his own um, yeah. team in our league? Right. And it's going to be on the interactions that these guys have with him. You know? so, that's, so that's another part of the vetting process. And you know, when the vetting process is over, you hopefully have a guy who's going to fit in. He's going to be a good team member. Um, and you know, we, we go yeah. on from there. Yeah. And it's worked pretty good. Yeah, and it's important too. I mean, again, every league has got uh, their own priority of of what they expect from a manager. Some might get your stats in on time if that's still what you do. Uh, some might be be available to play if if you're doing face to face. So each league can kind of prioritize what they are looking for in a player, and that way. And I think what you do, I've never heard it done like that, where you actually have them co-manage a team and then apply for their own team, which is really, I think, an outstanding way of doing it. Well, it's 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 a way that works for us, but but the the drawback is that a guy might not be willing to do that. You know, he may say, hey, I, don't, I don't want to waste it. I want my own team. I like, yeah, if you got a team available, fine. If not, now, yeah, yeah. That also gives a, if a guy comes in, which which they have, you know, all of them have in, in, for, for the most part. Yeah. Um, they've come in and they've done this. I think at the end, you know, when he gets his own team, I, I think he realizes that, you know what, that was a really good way to do this because, it, you know, it gives the league a chance to see me and it gives me a chance to see the league because, right. you know what, John? It might work in reverse. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, the guy might turn around to us and say, hey, I had fun, but you know <laughs> what? I don't think this this type of league is for me. Yeah, it's a, dark, it's, it's a but, Dom guy. The Dom guy I don't like. Everybody else is good, but Dom, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Everybody gets what they want, and I think it works out. And again, yeah. you know, we've had managers here for, yeah. you know, over yeah. 20, 25 years, yeah. so... You know, I, I think the vetting process is good for us. Again, you, you know, it's your league, right? Yeah. So you may want not want to do that. This is just an idea, sure. okay? Yeah. Uh, you may be the person who says, yeah, the guy wants to play, let him in, and that's great. But yeah. sometimes you'll find out, you know, at the end of that season that, hey, maybe this wasn't the right thing to do. You know, the guy caused some issues or, you know, whatever. Well, and not um, only that, Tom, I think a good point uh, of doing it that way is that if you give a guy his own team, he could bail halfway through the season or, or during the season. Whereas this, if he's with a, a, a co-manager, if he does decide this isn't for me and I want to get out right away, I don't want to waste my time, you still have that team that's a viable, it has a viable owner to it. So it kind right. of is an insurance plan for the league. It is, and that's a good way to put it. It is like an insurance plan. And I think also what it does is it gives the guy, you know, maybe the guy's never been in a league before. And and so by by coming on as a co-manager, he kind of, he kind of, you know, gets to see what the commitment is. Yeah. You know, hey, this is how they do this stuff. Hey, this is the way the schedule works. Yeah. You know? right. Um. So, so it kind of does work for both ends. Um. And I, and I think, you know, again, I'm not saying it's a perfect, um, you know, solution or a perfect idea, but it's just an idea to put out there for somebody yeah. who's, you know, beginning their own league. Something you may want to think about. Yeah. Well, know, obviously. Yeah. I mean, from scratch, it's hard to do that because you don't have any team. Yet. Right, and it's a big, much more of a building process. You're exactly right, but uh, but yeah, you know, th- th- those are all really great points, and that's 
exactly why we're having you come on and do these segments for guys that are interested in getting in leagues or starting leagues. Um, and again, uh, finding the guys for your league, that's probably right up there at the top of getting a league started besides your format and, and some of the rules. And our next segment dovetailing into that is going to be about setting up rules for the league. Right. Right. We're going to talk about that. Uh, you know, some, some things about, you know, how, how to establish some rules, which rules should you have? And, you know, uh, we're going to, we're going to discuss that. Okay. Anything else about uh, the player, uh, uh, finding players that you want to discuss before we, uh, move on? Uh, no, I think I've, I've covered what I think is, um, yeah. pretty impressive. Um, of course, you know, I, I, I we do want to let, you know, uh, Appa Nation know that, you know, if they have any comments, ideas or, or anything, you know, uh, as you always say to, uh, you know, put that voicemail in or contact contact you right and, and that's the key is 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 first of all download the app on your phone uh search out this particular podcast of this week and uh this week in apple podcast favorite that don't like the facebook page that's that's all great but if you want to be a part of the program uh send send me voicemails if you have any uh ideas comments uh questions for dom in this segment uh, you can send me a one-minute voicemail, but you have to download the app and then favorite the This Week in Appa podcast specifically uh, to become part of the program. And if you have questions for Dom, certainly that's a great way to do it, or send them to me at the This Week in Appa uh, uh, Facebook page. Either way, we'll get them to Dom, and we'll discuss it in his next segment. Dom, as always, a pleasure. Thanks for stopping in, and uh, next week we'll talk about rules. Okay, John, good to hear from you, and uh, um, looking forward to seeing the Cincinnati Reds get some wins for you. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. <laughs> but, hey, you know, the pitching's good. The hitting's falling apart all of a sudden. So, uh, you know, they got no hit by the A's the other night, if you can believe that. So oh, uh, no. an, an interesting an interesting year, certainly, for the Reds. And, uh, again, best of luck to your Yankees. I know you're, you're watching them very closely. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. All right, All right uh, John, hear from you. We'll talk to you next week. All right, uh, that wraps up this week's segment of Commissioner's Corner. We'll be back with more this week in Apple when we return. We're back here on This Week in APA. I am John Azalon, your host, and it's time for another segment. Oh, yeah, you guys are loving this segment. Commissioner's Corner with Dom Proviciero. And Dom, uh, this week, is going to talk to us about rules in leagues, and that's what this segment is all about, how to run your league, uh, some of the things that pop up. And, Dom, once again, thanks for joining me, and uh, thanks for being a part of This Week in APA. Hey, John. Hope all is well. Greetings, Appa Nation, and uh, excited again to be here, uh, as always. I love this uh, this podcast, and I love uh, definitely being a part of it. Um, we're going to cover rules, John, like you said. Uh, the first uh, the first chapter we did was basically the format of the league, you know, just to recap, you know, what you want to play, basic, master game, BBW, Appa Go. Uh, second one was finding players. And now we're going to dip uh, a little bit into rules. Um I got to tell you, John, I think the biggest, the biggest rule decision in all the leagues 
has got to be DH versus no DH. And, and it's still, that's, that's such a, a lightning rod subject in Major League Baseball. I mean, everybody's still talking about let's get it to where it's either all DH or all non-DH. So uh, leagues have obviously the same problems. Tell us about how you work that out. Well, basically, um, you know, we've been around for 38 years, my particular league, and I have to tell you that we've we've dabbled in it all. I mean, in the beginning, we had an American League and a National League, and the National League didn't use the DH, and the American League did. Then we went a couple of years to using the DH, then we got away from the DH. We currently don't use the DH. Um, and I got to tell you, I think, I think a lot of what I see is I think a lot of the younger players, the younger members are... Um, are for the DH. And I think the older guys, yeah, I mean, I I'm looking at it in my league, it might be different than somebody else's, but I think the older guys are like, no, we don't want anything to do with the DH. Yeah. Um, now, it's a little different. Maybe it's not a little different. Maybe it's a lot different when you're, you know, if, if you had to make that vote for Major League Baseball and now you're making that vote for an Apple League, because I got to tell you, not having the DH takes a lot of the chess, uh, the chess match away from Apple. No, you know, we play a combination of um, uh, Master Game, BBW, Paul Marino boards. Uh, and so when you get into those seventh, eighth, ninth innings and you're, you know, you're, you're checking each person's move, right? You know, you got a, you got a, 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 a pitcher coming up and now you say, okay, I'm going to let him go. I'm going to let him go, these two batters, because he's coming up first. And I, I you know, I, I want to, I don't want to waste two pitchers, right? Because you know you're going to pinch hit for them. Right. So I think what happens is not having the DH takes away a lot of that, you know, chess match at the end of the game, you know, um, double switches, things like that. I find that interesting. I love that, you know, and it, and it, and it becomes like, you know, manager versus manager, you know, he's going to make this move. You're going to come in and make that move. And I think with the DH, it takes away a lot of that. I think when I played the DH in, in my leagues, you know, back in the day, um, it was a lot of just, you know, just rolling. There was no need to make a move, You're right. you know. So it took a lot of that away. And, and listen, some people like that. I don't want this to be, you know, like because because Dominic doesn't like the DH. Yeah, Everybody yeah. Should yeah. It's whatever floats your boat. And the thing is, what the beauty about it is, in an, in an Apple League, you guys get to pick that, right? You guys get to make that choice. Hey, how do we want to play, guys? We want to play DH, no DH? Well, maybe a combination, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe you could have half the league be a DH league and, and the other half be a no DH league. So it winds up to be just like the MLB. You know, you mm -hmm. come in the Yankees, you're using the DH. You go in the uh, city field, you're not using the DH. Right. You know, so it's a little bit of, um, so every, and what's good about that is that everybody gets a little bit of what they want, right? You can't get everything, but you get a little bit of what you want. But I think that's the, um, that's, that's the biggest question going into, uh, you know, rules. Um, I think the second biggest thing is um, player usage. You know, mm -hmm. limits. Right. How do you how do you want to you know do you you know do you want to do you know how many plate appearances the guy has? You want to do how many games the guy played in uh, with pitchers? You know, is the game started? Is it um, innings pitched? Is it batter's face? There is a multitude of ways that you can go with this. You know, um, you could go by J factor. I've seen leagues where sure. they say, well, the you know, uh, a J4 can only one game of the series, a right. J2 can play three games, you know, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, so you got a lot of stuff with that. One of the things that we do uh, with our player usage on relievers is when we have a series, 
uh, let's say say your team is coming into town to my team, you know, to play a series. The relievers get uh, limited by the uh, by the J factor. Right. So a J zero would be allowed to play one game. I'm sorry, one inning every every game. Yeah. A J one, you would you would minus one. So in other words, let's say we had a five game set coming up. Mm-hmm. The J zero can pitch five innings. The J1, you take the J factor and you minus the series number, which would be five, so you get four. So a J1 oh, would be four, a J2 would be able to pitch three, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, that's how we do relievers. But, you know, a lot of people have all these different rules on usage. And I think what you need to look at, uh, and again, this is just an opinion, but you don't want to make it too complicated. Yeah. You know, you don't like, you know, like somebody will say, well, you know, let's limit steal attempts. Well, you're in the middle of the game. Do you now got to go back and check the guy's chart and see, well, wait a minute, how many steal attempts do they have? You know, like, so, so you want it to be too complicated that it bogs down the actual game. Right. You know, it should be, it should be a good usage limit, but it should be something that's kind of simple and and allows you to play the game without, you know, having to check a a book every time uh, a guy comes up to bat. Makes sense. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, you know, the, the player usage within the um, series, I think, works good because now you only have to worry about those four or five games, three games, whatever series you're, you know, you're making. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just easier to manage within a series than even, you know, amongst the, uh, uh, a whole season. Right. So people and things with that. I don't know what, what the leagues you've been in. I don't know what they use, you know, but I, it seems like this quite a smorgasbord of uh, differences and how people uh, limit their players. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and I think, I mean, you mentioned that uh, the biggest uh, uh, rule is, is DH, no DH. That's a pretty simple one. It's either yes or no. But on player usage, boy, it can really get in-depth. And I mean, like you said, I agree with you. It's best to keep it simple so you're not taking three hours to play a game because you're going to have to check charts. What has this guy done? Where has this guy been? How many innings does he allow? Is it appearances? Is it innings? Make it simple, and you can still keep the pace of the game up. Yes, yes. And I will tell you, I played in a, a, a BBW league once. Yeah. And they used uh, AIM. The AIM yeah. I got to tell you, this, BBW is far ahead of its time. Uh, because that AIM you know, program is unbelievable. It's amazing. I mean, it really is. You don't have anything. You just go in there and you look at your upcoming lineup and it yeah. says, this guy's bush, this guy's tied. You pull him out of the game, he gets to, to rest. And, and, it's, and it's like a real um, major league team because what you're doing is, you know, listen, we all want to have, you know, Aaron Judge and Joey Votto in the lineup every day. Right. But we all have to realize that they're human beings and they need to rest. Right. But And so, if they did play under 62 games in the previous season, you don't have to rest them. But if they didn't, you know, you've exactly. got, you can't have a guy to play 30 games and bat a 385 play in a 162-game schedule. So, But the AIM system is incredible. I mean, I, in my replay, it's invaluable because I don't have to make decisions for every team. It's The decisions pretty much, 75% of those decisions are made for me by AIM. And you can play a player who's tired. But you risk him getting injured. So exactly. the, it doesn't take it away from you, your, your decisions, but it does make it more realistic, totally. It does. And, and in a league, that's another thing um, that you have to decide, right? Right. Like, in our league, we have uh, our rule is that the, you know, the 30 
rostered players, they get to play. Nobody else gets to play. So if a guy gets an XC, I guess they call him these days, yeah. uh, XC card, he he can't he can't play. Right. He can't he can't start a game. Right. So so now what happens is we limit ourselves to the thirty players you know per team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, that's just that's just the way we do it. Um, but what it does, see, what we found years ago is we used to like you know first couple of years we played every everybody could play yeah. right. So, so what do you get? You know, you get the Hurricane Hazels and the guys like that, you know, where, you know, the guy was in 15 games, now all of a sudden you're going to use him for 160. And yeah. But meantime, he's got this, you know, Lou Gehrig-type card, <laughs> you know. Um, so it got a little crazy. So we said, you know what? The card, the APA card, the numbers are based on this guy's amount of usage. Yes. I mean, when you think about it, right? It you know, is, right. It, and the proper way he's going to hit you know, somewhat near those um, numbers. Mm-hmm. So we decided to use the guy the way he was used in in um, the major leagues, right. except for we felt that the XCs where the guy had two at-bats, and we just felt it opened up too much for us. Now, there are leagues that are bigger than ours, you know, like that might have, like I was in uh, Stray Corrado's uh, league where he had, you know, 28 guys, 28 teams. Yeah. Well, now you need those guys. Sure. They because have- have enough at bats to go around, enough right. innings pitched. Right. So that you know, that's another issue. You may want to look at player usage limits based on the uh, size of the league. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good point. Good point. Yeah. We we try we try to not get these, you know, big Ruthian cards for guys that were you know that only played like you know twenty games or something. Well, like and that. and it's the same issue as as what we always call playing apple ball. Where right. you know you look for what the situation is, and because on the boards you bring in a left-handed pitcher to face a left-handed batter to get the the great advancement. But fact of the matter is, if you're playing a master game, uh, the fact of the matter is, it'd be better if you did not have the platoon factor because of the situation of the base runner. So, and we always call right. that apple ball. Like that's not in the yep. spirit of the game. Same way if you try to overuse a player who has a really incredible card for a very short part of a season, then you're really taking the spirit of the game out of it. Yeah, and you, and you get that a lot with pitchers, right? Like I, I remember one year, and I was so mad at Apple for doing this, and I had the player on my team. Mm-hmm. It was Zach Britton. Okay, and I, you know, listen, I vented on the boards on this, but it's like that Britain got a card, like he got like a card like Ted Williams, okay, yeah. and and you know how many at bats he had that year? Mm. Not many. Yeah, played appearances. Yeah. So I could not figure out how does Zach Britton get this card. So I, you know, I I reach out, you know, I'm I'm on the boards, I put out, hey, what you know, what's going on here, you know. And basically, they said to me something like, well, that's, you know, it, it was going by, like, history. <laughs> like, history. So, in other words, Zach Britton hit a home run, like, four years ago. We're going to keep giving him a good card. <laughs> to me, that makes sense. Okay? But, but what happened was, I went to my league, and I said, listen, we need to have a, a, a rule for this. You yeah. know? And, and everybody was kind of, like, laid back. I said, ah, you know, we don't need another rule. Blah, blah. I said, okay. So, now, what do you do? Yeah. You down one run. Okay, you bring in Zach Britton to pitch, knowing that he's going to be the first. He's going to be the first batter. I was going to bring that up earlier. You're right, and and you can have the ball. But you're playing within the rules, okay. But the thing is, is that it was just it just didn't make any sense, you know. Um, and and now now you have issues. You know, listen, the Otani. I mean, this is a 
big issue for right. our rules. You know, the, you do. The opener doesn't have a right, right. God. Yeah. Okay. If you don't have a DH, like my my league doesn't have a DH, what what do you do with Otani? Right. Okay. Right. So you know, it, it, APA has um, a tendency of having these uh, aberrations. Let's call them. You know, yeah. every so many years, it seems that there's somebody or something that you know. Yeah causes leagues to turn around and say, hmm, let me look at this. Now, it doesn't hurt the replayer, right? Because the replayer obviously is using the DH, so Otani's covered, right. okay? Doesn't, it doesn't hurt a league that's using the DH or having the DH and no DH in the same league. Right. It only hurts the, the leagues that have, you know, no DH. Right. So, again, you got to come up with special rules. So these are things that, you know, when we talk about rules, right, you got to have a system for rules. Right. So what's your system? What we do is in between, you know, uh, the seasons, guy is allowed to propose a rule change, you know, and then the league gets to vote on it. All the current uh, managers get to vote on it. So, you know, when you come up to Otani, when you come up to these different things that pop up, sometimes you have to have a special rule, and that's where you have to have a process of being able to introduce a new rule or revise an old rule right. in your league. Right. So that's important. You have to, yeah. you know, before you even put in rules, you have to have this, uh, um, a process of how do you get a rule into the rule book? How do you take out a rule to, uh, from the rule book? Right. So it's kind of, you know, stuff like that. Right. Just like, um, what was the other one I was talking to John Herson about? Um, the openers, right? Yeah. That's another, now, that's another, another issue. One. Now you got yeah. guys coming in opening up a game yeah. and they're pitching one inning. Right. Okay. But when we look at our player usage rules, our player usage rule says the, guy, the, the starting pitcher can start the same amount of uh, games he started in, in real life. So let's just say, you know, you know Severino pitches 30, uh, has 30 game starts in real life. Well, he's allowed to pitch 30 starts in the OZ League. Right. Now, that doesn't mean he has to pitch five innings he could pitch nine innings of those 30 stars. Right, right. So now what happens is when you got these openers and they come in and they pitch one inning, but they're getting credited for a game stop. Yeah. So, so now when, when my league, when you say, okay, well, that guy now, he did that 25 times, he could start 25 games. Yeah. He's not limited to the one inning. Yeah. Now it's almost 10 times. He has the ability to pitch 10 I, times more than he did. Exactly. So now your leagues have to sit around the campfire, right, and discuss, okay, guys, what do we want to do with this? Right. Do we want to now say you limit them to innings pitch? Because now it would factor in, right? He might have right. 25 games started, but he's only got 25 innings pitched. Yeah. Now, now that, kind of, you know, that kind of a rule can, can fix itself. Yeah. But Otani and the openers have become – a headache for a lot of leagues this year for obvious reasons. Yeah. And, and and I will tell you, I I put the full blame on the Apple Game Company because they should have put what they did over the years for guys that didn't play positions. They gave them positions anyway. With yeah, ADHD. I do remember and I think that. Yeah. that was the probably the wrong way to go. Not yeah. the wrong way, but you know, it, it was if you would have just put DH from the beginning, Otani right. wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. Right. Right. Because you already you already would have been yeah. dealing with this for thirty years. Yeah. But it does it does bring a problem for for leagues that do not have a DH uh, because right. then basically that nullifies Otani's batting card. Yes. Now we we actually went in and we you know because now now you have another issue right you're sitting there and here's a guy who who picked Otani you know he he 
selected Otani uncarded or, you know, in his first year, whatever. And, and now you're, you're basically saying to him, well, you know, you can't really use him, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because um, of the rules, because of the rules that we have in place. And who, who thought, right? Who thought that this uh, was going to happen? Well, but then so, again, on the other hand, too, I mean, that's what you have to look at when you're thinking about drafting Otani. I mean, if you're in a league without yeah. a DH, hey, that might drop Otani down. Uh, uh, quite a few slots, so uh, you know it, there are ways to it to 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 deal with it, and and sometimes you just got to gamble. Yes, and and you know what? It's funny you say that because that was the topic of discussion. The topic of discussion was, hey, you know, this guy drafted Otani, knowing that he yeah. was not yeah. in position. But what did we what did we think, John? What did we assume? We assumed that Apple was just going to throw first base or left field. Right, right. They threw you know a curve. Saying? They threw so, a curve. <laughs> but he didn't get that. Everybody was stunned, and, yeah. it, and it just caused ripples through the yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The, the point is, is this. The point is, is you get around the campfire, and you put the situation out, and you say, listen, I understand what the rule is, but let's be fair, too. Yeah. You know, let's be fair to the guy that picked them. He didn't know Apple was going to do this. But we do know now in the future, right, we know that this can happen again. Right. Right, right. So we made a special rule. We said, you know what? Let's let's at least give him, you know, the amount of at bats he had as a hitter. Okay, uh, so he won't get six hundred at bats, but he'll be yeah. able to get the at bat that he had as a hitter. You know, as a pinch hitter, and, mm-hmm. and when he. So it was kind of like a compromise. We kind of met in the middle. I think we were fair. Um, of course, the guy who has Otani might have wanted something a little more, and I get that. Sure. You know, I don't blame yeah. him for that. Yeah. But the thing is, is that at least. We, we try to meet halfway on a special rule, and that's that's what you have to do. Sometimes you have to look at special. You have to look at the intent. You know, what's the intent here? What are we trying to do? We're all trying to have fun, right? Yeah. So, you know, let's 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 make it enjoyable. But <laughs> we have to keep within the, the rules and yeah. maybe come up with special things once in a while. And I think one of the important things about something like the Otani rule is, you know, just don't overthink it. Don't try to look at every single factor that is either going to be to your advantage if you have Otani or to be to your advantage or disadvantage if you don't have. Because I know I've been in leagues with a lot of guys that are very competitive and they're not going to want a guy who has Otani to bat if there's no uh, DH oh, in that league. So, so you, and you, but you got to be fair. You, you got to be fair. And again, you do it in the spirit of the league. And if you have a good league, a league's been around for a while, that'll all work out. But, you know, again, don't try to overthink these problems and 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 i gotta tell you that's part of being a good commissioner or being you know just being a commissioner um and we should probably use that as one of our chapters going forward you know just you know serving as a commissioner because you know what i do a lot of times i'll get i'll get a couple of guys that have been in my league forever you know and i'll get them on a phone call and i'll say hey guys let's take a look at this How, how do we want how do how do you think we want what's what's Good, what's best for the league? Yeah. See, because that's how, as a commissioner, that's how I want my guys to think. Yeah. Okay? I want my owners to think what's best for the league. Not what's best for John, who happens to have Otani right now. Of course, he's going to mm-hmm. vote every for Otani. Okay? Um, but, you know, what's fair, what's right, and like you said, what's what's in the spirit of the league. Right. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I, I can't agree with you more. And again... Yeah, that could be the difference between a good, long-lasting league and a fly-by-night league. You know, I mean, it's, it, I shouldn't say fly-by-night because I was in a league called the fly-by-night. Don't mean anything uh, disparaging to those guys. But, but you know what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's leagues that last and leagues that don't. So uh, that, that's, that's a great point. Um, you, one question before, before we let you go in this segment. 
DH, non-DH, what is your personal view, just in baseball terms, about the well, DH? Yeah. Now here, so so here, you know, obviously we've talked on the phone several times. We talk about the Reds, we talk about the Yankees. Okay, I'm a big Yankee fan. Okay, but I hate the DH. Yeah, I, yeah, and then again, it doesn't make me right. But no, make me right. but I think I, it's I think it's the age factor. I mean, I I I love that their strategy, the double switch. Do you pitch yeah. Do you take a pitcher out when he's two up? Who are you going to put in? Do you double switch or do you just? Take him out and bring it up a pinch hitter that you want that may not be able to you know to play the position that the guy you want to take out is in you know so it, it's it just it adds so many layers of strategy uh, and, not having a DH uh, that that's and and I'm a big strategy guy that's what I love yeah and I, I gotta tell you something I think the reason I hate the DH is because I'm an Apple player yeah because I'm there and I'm making these moves and I'm and yeah. I'm enjoying the game yeah. I'm enjoying the chess match yeah. You know, and, and and I just I just now listen. I get the other, you know, side of the spectrum. Who wants to see the one thirty five pitcher batting yeah. average? You know, at yeah, yeah, coming yeah. over three, over four. You know, but but the thing is, I get both sides. But to me, I would much rather watch a National League game. Than, oh yeah. Than than an American yeah. League game. To me, yeah. and I'll tell you what else I think it violates. And again, I, we may be going off topic here, but this is just my personal opinion. I think what it's done is it's, it's, it's altered the numbers. Baseball, baseball is built on numbers, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, numbers rule baseball, you know, I can tell you Mickey Mantle had 536 yeah. oh, yeah. I don't remember what I ate for lunch yesterday. Big numbers, right, okay? right, right. All about the numbers, right? So I think what the DH does is the DH gives you more 500 home run hitters. Mm -hmm. It gives more guys that are going to stick around and play Okay. And, and some people might like that. Some people might like the fact that so-and-so is going to hang around for another two years and hit, you know, uh, 40 homers. Okay. To me, I feel like, you know, he's not playing the field. He's, it's not it's not an even keel. So you can't compare Mickey Mantle to David Ortiz. I'm sorry. You just yeah. can't. Yeah. You know? Well, um, and, and not only that, the Players Association is big on the DH. And so... You know, I don't think the DH is ever going to go away because of the Players Association, number one. Um, but but you're right, and I think you can look at the stats at the end of any year, and the American League always has better offensive stats than the National League, and that's very uh, the, one of the biggest reasons is because pitchers have to bat in the National yeah. League. And, and, and you're right, it does skew the numbers. I don't know if you can say that it just, you can throw out the numbers now because of it, but comparing players like Mantle to Ortiz, you're exactly right. You can't really compare that. Right. And listen, you know, people will say, well, you know, you had the dead ball area, you had the steroid oh, area. Right. But what happens is when you start messing with baseball's numbers, now you're in hollowed ground. Yeah. You know, me, people say, oh, let the, let the PED guys in the Hall of Fame. I, I, I would, if it was up to me, John, I'd be standing at the front door with a machine gun. I'd let them in. <laughs> just, I just feel like they've violated so much and they've just, you know, it. Yeah. A whole nother, yeah. Uh, that's a whole right. conversation. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we're, we're getting into dangerous territory, Don. Yeah. So we're going <laughs> to... be driving by my house and throwing stones soon. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you what. It was another great segment. You've done it again. Uh, great ideas for, for league players uh, and uh, certainly... Uh, you guys out there in leagues that, and, and most uh, every league has, you know, at the end of the season, let's look at the rules again and see if we can make any adjustments or changes or add new rules. Great information here for everybody, Dom. Thanks again. 
We'll see you back next time uh, with a different topic on Commissioner's Corner. Have a great time up until then, and uh, appreciate it. Okay, John. Take care. Well, that was Dominic Previciero. If you needed him, I, I just can't get the image of him standing at the steps of the Baseball Hall of Fame with a machine gun, stopping those PED players from getting in. But anyway, we'll try to do that uh, during this next break. When I come back, we'll wrap things up for this edition of This Week in Appa, so stay tuned. John Aslan back here with uh, Dom Previciero, and uh, we're going to do another segment of Commissioner's Corner. We've heard three, and now uh, segment number four. Dom, what do you got for us? Good morning, John. Good morning, Appa Nation. Um, today, we're going to talk about websites. We're going to talk about message boards. We're going to talk about, um, you know, these items that are uh, now a staple in uh, our all our lives. Um, but, you know, years ago, it was um, a little more difficult to get communication back and forth. So we're going to talk about a couple of options that you could do for your league. Um, we've covered uh, three segments already, um, and this will be the fourth one. Well, great. And uh, the, the first three have been very informational. And uh, and you bring up a good point about the, the difference, because I haven't played league play in years and years. Um, there, there were computers. There wasn't cell phones when I played. Uh, at least not predominantly, um, but things have really changed with the way you can get to your league and send out information. Uh, talk a little bit about that, and I know you're going to in a second. Well, first of all, uh, you know, we do have these things called websites these days, and like you said, we didn't have them back in the day. Um, so now it's like, okay, what do we do for our league? You know, do we, do we make our own website? Is there a cost involved? Okay, of course, anytime you do something that's... Um, you know, really nice is probably a cost involved. Uh, or do we do something called like a message board, which is kind of similar to, um, you know, between the lines that, um, you know, we all get on and, and say different things. Right. So, you know, the pros and cons, um, you know, the websites are, of course, any website or any message board, it really is only as good as the people putting the information in, right? Like if you're not able to have a website where you can update that website frequently, you kind of say to yourself, you know, is it worth doing this? You know, um, as you see from, you know, things like Major League Baseball themselves, you know, you go to the website and every day, almost a few times a day, you know, there's always new information coming out, new stories, things like that. Sure. Yeah. yeah and and, and uh, I think the thing there is that you, you obviously have a commissioner for the league or sometimes co-commissioners. Um, and usually they're kind of given the, uh, uh, the free hand or the responsibility of taking care of those things. Um, in your OZ league, uh, how do you guys do that? Do you have a website? Do you have a message board? Well, it's 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 kind of timing, uh, you know, good bad timing, I guess, because we used to have what was called a Yahoo group, and on the Yahoo group, it was basically, you know, we can we can park stuff on the Yahoo group um, as far as historical things, like so you could have you know, all the years of your, um, you know, all the seasons of your league, you know, the mm -hmm. final stat, you know, you could post on there, you could post career stats, you can post rules, you can post, you know, things like that. Sure. Um, so, so it was good to park that. And then the other part of it was the message boards. The message boards tend to get a little sloppy. And the reason being is because people will start putting, um, you know, uh, things on there. Uh, 
and it may not have anything to do with, let's just say, let's call it official um, league announcements, right? So you'll get guys down there saying, hey, John, you want to play next Tuesday? And then you come back to me and say, well, I can't play Tuesday. How about Wednesday? And now you've got, you know, you've got 50 emails. Yeah, it's a bunch you know, of... It's a bunch of minutia that's not really league. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do with the rest of the league, you know, so that gets a little carried away. Um, websites are nice. Um, you know, I, I always think the um, uh, the Michelangelo of websites is uh, Stray Corrado's um, Midwest Baseball League. Uh, it's just, it, it's, like a, it's like a baseball reference for his league, and it's awesome. And, um, you know, everybody that wants to put a website together... I would tell you, go see strays, and if you can't do it exactly like that, you know, pick and choose the items that you can because it's dynamite. It has all the information you could ever want about that particular league. Um, but again, you know, sometimes to put something like that together may, may be a, a cost, and then if it comes to the league, you know, do we want to do we want to chip in and pay for the cost? Yeah, and and that is the big thing. I mean, there's got to be a lot of decisions made uh, through the league, and like you said, some can cost, some are free. Um, you mentioned Stray Corrado in the uh, MBL. Uh, he texted me once and said, hey, you really got to go look at it. And when I did, it was like, wow, uh, he put in a lot of effort in this. And it is great because it's a lot of archive stuff. And I'm a big stat guy and a historical guy. And I think something like that uh, really adds uh, to the league. And, uh, and also, I think it adds to the fact uh, that guys will stick around longer in the league and 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 it's just something you can go back to and and something to strive for if you're looking at records and things of that nature what do you think though dom are is the minimal uh work that you have to do if you want to set up some type of informational website or uh or page well there are there are easy sites you know as i call them easy sites you know i mean i've seen a lot of different um uh websites or um you know, just sites to go to for different leagues. As a matter of fact, a lot of times when uh, people are looking for um, new new players, new managers, they'll they'll post something on the Apple boards or you know uh, maybe at the Apple website itself. You know, the weekly. Um, so I'll go on there and I'll take a look. You know, and, and and honestly, John, it goes it goes from you know goes from the you know the the, the finite you know big you know. A website to the small thing that just has, hey, this is uh, standings and this mm-hmm. was the trades, and, you know. So, so you could do you could do minimal, you know. And and honestly, the other thing you got to think about this league wise is is this going to be another job for the commissioner, right? You know, like if he could farm it out and have somebody run the website while he runs the league, that's so much sure. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I put all the the commissioner and burn them out, you know. Yeah, and and that's true, and that is a lot of work. I said some leagues have. Uh, one, two, sometimes three uh, commissioners to kind of uh, divvy up uh, responsibilities, um, and and that's always helpful. Um, you know, again, when I was in uh, a league, um, and we couldn't play, we 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 couldn't play head to head unless we got together. And sometimes you were in the same city or state as some of the guys, and you got to play head to head, but. Uh, what about things like instructions? Um, is that something you can do through the websites and something, and maybe even have like a, a section of the website that is instructions for all the teams? Absolutely. You can do that. You can have a, a little section where you can have that parked. Um, another thing you could do there is you may want to have a um, standardized instruction sheet for, say, you know, 
for the whole league, right? right? Because you know what happened with that, right? When you say send instructions, guys have different ways of writing, guys have different ways of organizing. Mm -hmm. So you may get 10 different looks. Yeah. But if you standardize the form, you can actually park that form on the website. Yeah. So when somebody either play and they're gonna send their instructions, they go to the website and they just fill it out and download it and send it to the guy or post it there, however you know the league is set up. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely something you can do. Um, and then what's good about that too is, um, you know, if, if you had to save it, you can also save, you know, each instruction, you know, you can save as much as you want, depending on the bandwidth, I guess it's called of the, of the message board or, mm -hmm. and or the website. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You using all those terms, I know you're not technological, technological. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I remember back in the day when we were first starting the league, yeah. you know, I used to go to work. And I used to, um, uh, what did you call it? You know, Xerox, right? Mm -hmm. the, the little, the little newsletters that we had, which had the standings and it yeah. had the leaders, and like that. And we would, we would Xerox that at work and then mail it out. Yeah. And that's how you, that's how you communicated back then. Oh, so absolutely. to have, <laughs> to be able to have this, you know, um, as a, as a function of your league, is, is it's fantastic. Yeah, it, it absolutely is, but. I'm going to be kind of a glass half empty kind of guy. You know, some of these leagues have guys that are a little bit older, not all that uh, familiar or comfortable with technology today. What do you do when, you know, your league wants to go to a little more high tech and doesn't have to be that high tech. Some guys just can't or won't do it. What, what do you do in a situation like that? You know, that's, that's a, that's a great question. And I don't think there is an absolute answer. Um, cause we, we have, we have guys like that. You know, we have guys that are, um, you know, just old school guys that when you, when you tell them, okay, go on to this website or do this, it's like, oh my God, it's like, you know, they freak. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I, I don't mean that yeah. in a bad way. It's just, you know, yeah. they're not comfortable where, you know, the younger generation now would, would, would look at some of the stuff we do and go, what are you kidding me? You, you did all that work. Right. So, tough you gotta you gotta you know you gotta do things you gotta progress but but you can't leave anybody behind so that's why sometimes you may be better off if you still have you know the guys that are old school um you know maybe maybe you gotta lay back on the message board as opposed to the website you know like whatever is easier yeah yeah and i, and I think that's important because you know the demographic of the Apple player is, is, is a, a little bit older and, and, and even some of the young guys, uh, aren't that comfortable, uh, with using technology and things of that nature. And so you, you really got to kind of handle that with kid gloves and try to make everybody happy. And all like any league, no matter what you're doing, uh, it's always difficult, uh, to try to uh, make all the people happy all the time, if you know what I'm saying. But you also, but you also, what I find, I, I find that the guys that are, um, let's say limited in their um, computer, um, you know, savvy. Right. Um, they'll, they'll just they'll they'll enlist somebody to help them, whether yeah. it's a son, daughter, a grandson, a, a fellow member of the league. You know, it all works out. You know, and I think if we all just kind of reach out and help each other, you know, after a while, you know, listen, I I, I didn't I was lucky I knew how to turn on a computer years ago, <laughs> but now I can make my way around. You know, so I'm not an expert, but I'm I guess I'm. I'm not talented, but I guess I'm skilled enough to, um, you know, to, to hang with, with some of the guys. I can't go with the best of them, you know. I can't create my own website. I, I don't know how to do that, yeah. you know. But 
guys do. Some of these guys, I'll tell you, they have so much talent. It's, it's amazing. It, it, it really is. And it, and it does add uh, uh, to the, I don't know, I guess the uh, flash level or, or you know, uh, of a league. And, and some of these are just incredible. Some put out books. Uh, some put out like yearbook type things. Uh, uh, and like you mentioned, the straight karate, the NBL, uh, do such a great job. But, uh, you know, it's all uh, what your league wants, what it craves, what it's comfortable with. And I think you got to stay within those parameters. Yes. And, and like you were saying, you know, the people that put out the books, I would love to be able to put out, you know, something like some of these guys do. Um, I could I could show you, you know, if you ever came to my home in New York, you, I'd take you downstairs and you'd see binders for each year of our existence and it has paper you know there was paper stuff in the oh, beginnings yeah. and you yeah. it, it's funny because you see the um uh the, the the progress in the league because the old binders were big and wide and thick and, and filled with paper and then the ones that you know the last couple of years you really have like now you got excel sheets and all this other stuff so it's it's really funny to see but you have that one league. I'm trying to think of the name of it. Is it Table? I don't, I don't want to say the wrong name. I don't want to disrespect them. But there's somebody that puts out an, uh, a yearbook at the end of the year that it's like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. It's almost like getting a baseball prospectus for your league. It was amazing. Yeah, and you know what? There's, I think it's, I, I think it might be the TBL. Is is that right? Because I, I, I talked to the guys in that league, and they sent me – uh, their their yearbook. It's kind. Of, it's even like they they do predictions and they start at the beginning of the year and they go over everybody's team. And I I really apologize. I was kind of looking on my shelf while you were talking to see if I could find it, and, and I can't. But I think it's called the TBL. And man, what a just it, it's so uh, just uh, classy uh, kind of each, a look to each, it. I- yeah, and each guy writes stories. I mean, yeah. I love it. That's the way our newsletters used to be back in the day. You know, um, everybody would write an article about their team. Mm-hmm. You know, in the old newsletter, and then the and then the, the back newsletter. So it was pretty fun. But yeah, it's amazing when you when you have listen when you see stuff like that, you know these guys are dedicated, and you know they're having fun. Absolutely. Uh, anything else you want to add to this uh, segment? No, I think I think that's it. You know, it's. Um, you know, it's 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 what we have available now to uh, you know to put our information on for every league. Um, I think it's I think it's great. Um, again, I just you know I, I kind of warn people to say, hey, don't give everything to the commissioner because you'll burn them out. You know, yeah. but back in the day, you know, we had um, very little in the in the form of communication other than mail and telephone and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, another great job, Dom, on this segment. We're going to be looking forward to segment number five next time we talk to you. All right. Good to speak to you, John. You got it, Dom. Take care. Back here on Commissioner's Corner with uh, Dom Proviciero. Dom, uh, welcome back. Great to have you. Thank you, John. Uh, good morning. Good morning to uh, Appa Nation and uh, looking forward to uh, segment number five already, John. We do have segment number five coming up, and we're going to call this Keeping It Real or Keeping It All Together. 
uh, get your league and your, your, your stats and everything else that uh, you need to put in one little neat envelope, uh, helping guys out in that. Go ahead and uh, get started. Let us know how that all works. Well, uh, first of all, like anything else, you know, the league has to decide how much they want to keep as far as uh, data and also historical data. So, um, you know, do you want to keep all the standings of each team, uh, which is always nice, right? It's like going to uh, baseball reference and looking through the seasons. Um, and then, and then it's a matter of how you want to do it. Now, in these days, um, most people, I would think, unless you're using BBW, of course, which, you know, you can have your, your season end, ending stats, you know, already built into the game, which is phenomenal. Yeah. And as much as I love cards and dice, I, I say this all the time, BBW is far ahead of its time and it still stands among the best, you know, uh, to this day. I agree. Um, so, so, you know, Excel is a good way to do it. You know, um, you, you keep the season stats, you keep the standing, you can do all that in Excel. Um, if anybody ever wants to see uh, a season-ending package, as we, as we call it in the OZ League, we call it the, the stat pack. So we'll have a stat pack at the end of every year, which will have our, uh, you know, our final standings. It'll have the list of managers. It will have the rookie draft, the free agent draft, the team-by-team breakdown, all sorts of information like that um, will be in that stat pack. Um, and, then, and then when you have that, which is for the season itself, then you want to start thinking, you know, do we want to keep historical stats? Do we want to keep career stats? Um, I got to tell you, John, I, I, I think APA, APA really needs to come out with something where people can, uh, you know, um, enter, enter stats on a season-by-season basis, and, you know, it will create career stats. I think that would be a good seller for them if they can package something like that and sell it as a standalone. Yeah. Um, some people, what they'll do is uh, they'll take the seasons, and I know Dick Moore does this, um, I'm from Delaware. I know. I know you know um, our friend, Mr. Moore. Um, he he turns it into access, you know. And again, you know, like we talked about in the last segment, you know, we're only as good as the information we know and and the talent we have in uh, you know Microsoft Office or whatever you want to use. So he turns all those Excel seasons uh, each season into an access database, which is beautiful. He has shown me that um, we have something similar. We don't do it. Um, simply because nobody knows how to use access, but um, we had a guy do like, I don't know, it was like 30 seasons for us, and, and it came out great, and now we just got to figure out how do we add the other five or six seasons, you know, so right. as a matter of I may call Mr. Moore and have him uh, maybe walk me through the process. But that's that's what you can do, you know, the league has to decide, do we want to keep career stats, which most leagues do, you know, I mean, listen, baseball is numbers, we all know that, right? It's nice to know you've been in the league for 10 years, where are your players on the, on the career uh, list, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do that using Excel and Access. Yeah, and, and, and I agree with you. I, I think um, league histories, and again, I'm, I'm a historical guy, I think that just adds to the ambiance of the league. It, it adds to the interest of the league. Um, you know, if you're playing during a season and you want to go, hey, who has the most home runs? in our league history and it just it just adds to it and i think if you can find something or something easy and like you said you know maybe apple would come up with something like this it's it's not anywhere near as easy as it sounds but um and again maybe uh uh you know maybe grab a guy that you know is is uh, tech savvy and, and have them set it up because i know there's some program out there that you'd be able to do it and just add in the stats 
Yeah, yeah, and I think most of the time people will do it using Exceller Access because yeah. that's the most, you know, uh, accessible as far as mm -hmm. uh, you know being able to buy the programs or you know whatever. Yeah. Um, most people already have these programs, um, so yeah, so that's that's definitely something you want to do. And then you know, like I think you touched on it in the um, in the last segment. You know, how 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 big do you want to go at the end of the year? You know, we talked about. Um, the Transcontinental Baseball League, I think you said. Right. And man, do they do an end uh, year book that's off the hook. Yeah, yeah they sent me one uh, a couple of years back. Uh, and, and I mean, it's incredible. I mean, it looks like something that a Major League Baseball team would put out. Um, it's got pictures. It's got uh, recaps of the previous year. It's got league history. It's got predictions for the upcoming year. I mean, you talk about a complete package and and i got to give the guys uh now the, i have the 2018 edition uh put out by walter hunt uh, uh bob jordan and, and mark bloom uh, and and really a lot of the league members contribute as well but uh, if you get a chance uh to look at this or contact them and find out uh you know where they can get a copy either online or sent to them um this is the gold standard of of league information Absolutely. I, I, I agree 100%. Um, you know, uh, that also comes down to how much time you have, right? Because oh, absolutely. Tell, yeah. Looking at that, put a lot of time into this. But it's a beautiful thing. And you know what else is great, John? When we talk about, you know, keeping league stats and keeping league career stats, is, you know, you could, you could probably pick up my uh, career stat uh, package, right, and look at it and say, but I know, I know we do. Like, how many guys that really weren't great baseball MLB guys? They were good, but they weren't great. But yeah. yet they appear on those lists because they just had a good year, year after year after year. It's you know, not, and yeah. it's not the usual names sometimes. And that's the beauty of it because uh, you know you you can have guys that it's like. Man, I don't really remember that guy doing that much, but maybe he had a career year. And you know in APA that guys either sometimes overachieve or underachieve. And it's really cool to go back and say, man, you know, that guy had a uh, had a uh, 24 home run, 104 RBI year in, 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 in real life. But in, in, the, in the league, he hit 36 and drove in 140. I mean, things like that are just so interesting to go back to and check out. Yeah, it is. And you know what? Um, we, we do. We haven't done it in a while. We're probably due to do it this year. But, you know, every every couple of years we, we take a vote for, uh, you know, Hall of Fame, right? right? And, you know, it too, like you see some, some, some other leagues, you look at their Hall of Fames and you say, wait a minute, how did that guy yeah. get the Hall of Fame? <laughs> but you know what? Like you said, he just overachieved in the league year mm -hmm. after year. And it's sometimes, yeah, it's sometimes how you use players. And some leagues have different rules. You know, you have the, uh, the strict only so many at-bats or so many games. Other leagues don't, and that can really yeah. skew the stats. But if that's what they want, that's what they should have. Yeah, and that's, and listen, we've, you know, we've touched on that in one of the first segments when we talked about rules, you know. What, what I want as a rule may not be what you want as a rule, mm -hmm. you know. So, so you create your league based on the rules that you want. You know, some people want a league that's very simple. They don't want to have plate appearance uh, restrictions or innings pitched restrictions. They yeah. just want to play. So if they got a guy who's a, who's a J4 and he's got a monster card, 
you know, he's going to be up in the league leaders because they're going to use him more because right. they're allowed. Right, right. And, and, and you know, I, I think I think that's important. I, I think, And again, each league has to construct its own uh, uh, guidelines of how they want to run it. But, uh, but again, when you're talking about uh, how elaborate you want your league history uh, to be, uh, I think a key to that is kind of keeping up with you. You don't want to wait to the end of the year. It's just like a guy who, who you know, is playing card and dice and, uh, you know, they, he doesn't do his stats uh, until seven series uh, are oh, done. Yeah. And, and then it's like, oh, my God. It, it's it, And it's almost too much to even think about. And then you end up not doing it or, or you're doing it uh, half-heartedly and the, the stats. Because, you, you know, it, to me, I am such a stickler for being exact. Sometimes when I'm looking at something in my replay, I'll go over it two or three times to make sure I got the statistic right. And you got to kind of keep up. And I think that's important to let league guys know if they want to construct a year-end stat or historical page, they've got to keep going with that as the year progresses. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, another thing with that, if that's why in our league, and I'm sure a lot of other leagues, um, what, what we do is we kind of have, I'll call them like quarterly stats. Right. You know, so we don't let you get past, you know, 25 or 50 games before you have to submit stats to, right. you know, uh, so we can put out a leader list. And the reason for that is more because we don't want that guy to, to wait till the 49th game to do his stats and then either they're late or the guy just says, you know what, I, 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 there's too much work, I don't want to do this, there's too many games. Yeah. You know? And, and, and I think so, it's... Yeah, go ahead. The battle that. Perhaps. Yeah. And I think it's important for people that are listening um, uh, to this uh, segment or to all of your segments and guys that are thinking about starting leagues, um, really put some thought into when you begin your league to start this up right away. Because you don't want to be three or four years in, you know, and think, oh, you know what? It would be kind of cool to have a historical uh, database. And then you've got to start from year one and maybe have to cover three or four years Start at the beginning. Know that that's going to be important. And, and, and check it out with your league members. Say, hey, how important is it for us to have some historical database and and, and see if it's it's something that you want to do? Because if you do, you want to start in year one. Yeah, I agree. And I got to tell you, we, we didn't do that. Um, we wound up having uh, quite a number of seasons in Excel, but never dumped into anything. And we finally found somebody that helped us for a little while. And, you know, to go to somebody and say, well, we have 30 seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, how about that? Yeah. And, uh, you know, now but, you're talking but, about you know, the guy was a trooper and he really helped us. And, uh, you know, so now we have, you know, a lot of our league, uh, our seasons um, in, in access and in a database. And now we just got to figure out how to do the next couple of seasons. But you're right, you know, um, you know, at the beginning of the league. And listen, you know what? When you first start a league, it's always something when you get to the second the second season, you're going to say, you know what, maybe we need to change this. Maybe we need yeah. to do this, whether it's the rule or, or stat-keeping procedure. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no question about it. Um, and, but you got to it, – it's always better to it, – it's hard to cover everything, but it, it's, it's kind of better. Uh, it's much better, actually, if you can kind of get these things, things that you know that are going to be – an albatross later on, if you don't start it right away, get that taken care of right at the beginning. Well, and you know what, uh, John, I got to tell you, that's that's what's good about this is that 
if you're in, if you're a guy, you're trying to start a league, or you're a bunch of guys and you want to start a league and you're not sure, this is what Affination is out there for. Reach right. out to us. Reach out to the uh, guys that are uh, commissioners or members of a league. Get their rule book and see how they do things. Call them up. Have a conversation. You know, and say, hey, how do you guys handle this? Because believe me, we're, we're together 38 years, and, and I still call guys and say, hey, how do you guys handle this particular problem sure. that just came sure. up? And any league, the start any league or or even a replay, I, you know, I started a replay, and the research that goes into how you want to do it and how you want to get it started, and you talked about this in, in previous uh, segments, that's important because if you get halfway in or a quarter way in and you think, oh, I wish I would have... I would have thought about that. Yeah. Do your prep work. Do your due diligence as far as what you want to do, how you want your league to run, how you want your, your league to keep stats, how you want your league to keep historical data. Do that all at the beginning. Prep work is of the utmost importance when you're starting a league. I agree. No matter what you're doing, a replay or a league, prep work is yeah. absolutely a must. I agree. Yeah. Dom, anything else on this segment? I think uh, we've probably covered it all. I look forward to the um, the, the sixth and final uh, segment, which is going to be about uh, holding a draft. Well, I'm not looking forward to it because that means that's the end of our conversations about Commissioner's Corner. But uh, nonetheless, we will get to that on our next segment. Dom, as always, uh, great job. Thanks for uh, uh, keeping out the nation informed on, on things of this nature and uh, looking forward to uh, segment number six. All right, me too, John. I'll talk to you soon. You got it, buddy. Take care. John Aslan back here uh, for our sixth and final segment of Commissioner's Corner with the author of CC, Mr. Dominic Provisio. Dom, how you doing? Doing good, John. How are you? Hello out there at the nation. Uh, looking forward to this uh, sixth episode, as you say. Really, really am. And I, I'll tell you what, uh, just to let you know, it, this has been really an education for me, uh, and I'm sure it's going to help out a lot of folks out there uh, who uh, are starting leagues, or even guys that have earned existing leagues and give them some ideas. And uh, uh, for this sixth and final segment, we're going to talk about drafting, and that is really of the utmost importance and sometimes the most fun of any league. It is. You know, wearing the um, general manager hat and a manager hat, yeah. um, it's a lot of fun. I do know that we have people in our league, and I'm sure there's people in a lot of other leagues, that, um, you know, they like the general managing more than they like the playing. Yeah. You know, sometimes that's just the way it is. They like building a team. They like drafting. Um, and it is, you're right, it is a lot of fun. But you have to figure out, you know, your league has to sit down and figure out, you know, what, what do you want to do? You know, um, how do we want to draft? When do we want to draft? Um, you know, do we want to have a waiver draft, a rookie draft? You know, how, how does it all, how, how do we want to put it all together? So, so saying that, a lot of leagues are different. You know, a lot of leagues uh, will will draft from the entire Major League Baseball or, or APA-carded uh, guys, you know, which is about 900 people. Um, so they will use the entire, uh, let's say, card set uh, to draft. 
other people will say, you know what, we're we're a small league, we don't want to get you know crazy with the high grade pitching, so we're going to limit it to the American League, or you know we're going to limit it to the National League selections, and that's fine too. Again, as we've been stressing uh, throughout this, uh, throughout the first five episodes, you know it's your league. You're entitled to do whatever you guys want to do, and just because you might want to do it differently than somebody else doesn't make it wrong. Yeah. Um, just the way you guys want to want to do it. So, so saying that, you know, there's different things you can do. Um, you can also, you know, how do you draft? Are you going to draft face to face in person, uh, depending on where the guys come from? Are you going to draft, uh, you know, on um, on email or by phone or by uh, you know, sometimes fan tracks or BBW has a draft program. So you have to sit down and decide how you're going to do all that. Um, we have, um, in, in our league, we have people that live, uh, you know, across the United States, everywhere from Florida to California to New York to New Jersey. Um, and so what happens is we hold, we, we, we rent a um, conference room in a hotel and guys fly in for the weekend. And we have a face-to-face draft, yeah. and it's a lot of fun. And I think having a face-to-face draft, if you can do it, um, is awesome because guys get to bond, they get to meet each other, they get to become friends. You know, you go out to dinner and you, you have, uh, you know, two or three days of, of APA, and it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and you and I talked about that, and that's that's some of the the best parts of being in a league. And a lot of people will tell you. Uh, the draft is the most fun because you get together with all the guys, you, you hash out what happened in, in last year, you do a little trash talking maybe. Uh, and, and if you're if you're talking about making trades and doing the GM thing, that's a great time to do it when you're face-to-face with guys rather than bouncing phone calls back and forth. Yeah, yeah, you'll see a lot of trades made at the draft, you know, in between rounds, end of rounds, whatever the case may be, um, even before the draft. Uh, because, you know, you want to try maybe solidify a position, and then if you do that through a, tra- a trade, then you don't have to, um, you know, kind of waste the draft pick on that, um, on that position. Right. So, so yeah, so so that's, it is a lot of fun. Um, we have a Friday night, what we call a fireside chat. Um, we get, we sit around this big table in the Hilton, and uh, it's got a type of place, and it's really cool. And we basically sit down and catch up on any rule changes or rule discussions or clarifications, um, you know, that we uh, may want to put in or somebody proposed and we're going to discuss it and then vote on it. So so Friday night is kind of like an admin night for us. Right. Um, it's nice because all the guys will start showing up at the hotel one by one and uh, everybody gets to see each other. You know, we haven't seen each other since last year. And it's, it's a great, it's a great bonding experience. And, you know, and we've talked about during this, uh, uh, this uh, cluster of segments about um, rules and, and, you know, you got to have a set of rules and, and really as far as drafting, there are all kinds of machinations you can put in there. You can have uh, carded players. You, I mean, it used to be in the day uh, it was carded players and then, uh, well, do we want to have XCs? Uh, uh, do we want to have guys, can, can you draft a guy who uh, has uh, actually no card but played uh, a, a short amount of time during the season? Should they be allowed to be drafted? Some leagues, there's no limit draft. You can draft a guy that's in the sixth grade at St. Mary's down the road if, if you think he's, he's that kind of a player. So uh, obviously, you got to come up with a set of rules for that, but boy, like you said, um, 
in making rules, there really are no rules for your league except for the ones you come up with. Right, exactly. And, and you know, we're one of those leagues that um, we do allow you to um, draft uncarded players, okay? But in a sense of fairness, uh, we limit the amount of carded players, uh, uncarded players that you can draft. Right. So, for example, some years ago, um, I drafted Mike Musakis when he was a senior in high school. I mean, that's how, you know, you're right. Some, some people, you know, want to go like, well, you know, this guy's in second grade. He looks pretty good. Let's get him, you know. Yeah. But, um, but you got to look at, see, the thing that you have to look at, not only with um, drafting, but just as league rules in general is, you know, is it fair to everybody, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that's what you want to look at. Every time you vote on a rule, you know, the person voting should be saying to himself, is this good for the league? You know, it might be good for me, um, you know, for my particular team, for my particular year or season. Right. Right. Um, it really, is it really a good rule for the league, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think and that's, in, like you said, in any rule, not just uh, draft rules. But uh, uh, but that that's very, very important. One other thing, and, and one of the reasons that I kind of dropped out of what I call current day draft leagues, uh, uh, you know, that you draft year to year, uh, is the time factor. Um, you know, you got to sit down if, before you're getting into a league. Now, you just might want to, uh, you just might love the game of Apple so much. You just want to play games. You don't even care if you're that competitive. But if you're a competitive guy and you don't have the time to put in to researching the upcoming draft, not only of players that have played, uh, but guys who are, you know, like you said, uncarded players, uh, guys that have very limited playing time. If you do not have the time to do that, don't expect to be competitive unless you're very, very lucky because it is uh, it is a time constraint uh, situation that you have to deal with. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I think what people also have to understand is that, you know, in my case, I think I became a, a good general manager as the years went on because I, I did do the research and I did find out, you know, where to go for certain information and, and I follow players and, you know, nowadays you can put on a TV uh, or, or you can go on a computer and watch guys play in the in the minor leagues. You know, like you have much more access to watching players also. So, yeah, you, you have to do some work. Um, there's no doubt about it because what's going to happen is if you don't do the work, you're going to become a bad general manager, or I shouldn't say bad, but like a weaker general manager, and you're going to find yourself, you know, probably, you know, finishing last all the time. Yeah. You know, which is no for anybody. And let me tell you something right now, John, and I think you know this already, but, you know, a league with weak general managers is, is not good. Right. You want you want guys to, you know, I mean, to a point, you know, some guys are a little more crazy than the others, you know. But the bottom line is, you know, you want guys that are going to study and, and, and look at the team and know who these people are and know how to build the team. Yeah. Um, because if they don't, you know, it's, it's you, you don't want weak general managers. You really don't. You know, I mean, it's like, you, you also can just have guys that just want to drink beer and play out, you know, so that's fine. Again, we go back to what kind of league do you want to have, you know. And in drafts, you know, not only are you drafting, but then you have to decide, well, how do we want to run the draft itself? Like, do we want to do a snake, you know, which is basically, say, you go to 1 to 10, and then it comes backwards 10 to 1. Yeah. You know, you could that, or you just want to go, you know, 1 or 10 to 1, and then, and then you know, 10 to 1 again, yeah. Yeah. you know. And the other issue is, um, you know, which I know a lot of leagues um, have experienced, 
is now you start talking about, well, what about tanking, right? Mm -hmm. How do you want to set up a draft when a guy is intentionally, um, you know, losing games to get the first round pick? So that's another issue you have to think about and talk about as a league, you know, because we all want to think that we don't have those guys, but, you know, sometimes they pop their ugly head, right? Well, right, and that's real life, too. I mean, it's not like it's, it's only in APA and board game players. I mean, uh, the, the real-life uh, Major League teams, I mean, they have talked about it. I mean, in the NFL this year, uh, you know, my own Cincinnati Bengals, yeah, there was a lot of talk that they were tanking games. They, they benched Andy Dalton eight games in, and it was like, really? I mean, are you not trying to win games? But... Uh, but yeah, tanking is one thing, and there are a lot of ways, and I, I've been in leagues where uh, they try to uh, kind of, of temper that by having all kinds of formulas, uh, which I won't get into now because it, it's really too involved. But again, as you mentioned, uh, if you wanted to come up with something like that, check the, the uh, APA uh, uh, web pages, check the APA Facebook pages, ask questions, find out how other leagues do it, because it is something you might want to look into uh, because it, it is important when it comes to drafting. I know other things when, when I was in the league, it's kind of funny, but our commissioner had a rule that you cannot trade um, on draft day. You couldn't make any trades on, on draft day. You had to draft then you can make trades afterwards. And just prior to the draft, this commissioner walked over to me handed me a slip of paper, I opened it up, and it was a trade offer. Now I'm thinking, <laughs> now I'm thinking, you know, you got to have some decorum, right? But, but this well, guy, yeah, and you know what, it's, it's, you know, I could, I could write a list of the things that I've seen over the years where you just yeah. scratch your head, come on, <laughs> man, you know, that really, that really what you want to do, you yeah. know, but, you see, but then, you know, again, you know, with the draft, we also have a free agent draft. And a guy in our league becomes a free agent if he changes if he changes leagues in uh, in Major League Baseball. So, for example, uh, my third baseman is Anthony Rendon, uh-huh. and when he'll be carded he, in this in this set, he's carded with Washington, but next set he'll be carded um, with the Angels. Uh-huh. So, so he Chris he crossed leagues, so he'll become a free agent, and the other team will be able to bid on him. And I got to tell you. That is such a unique thing that we added to our league, and it's become one of the most fun days of draft day when we start bidding on that, and yeah, it's that's, a whole process. Yeah, know? that's really cool. I never heard about that, but that that's a real interesting twist. Yeah, one day, one day we'll have to tape. Uh, I'm going to have one of the guys tape the uh, free agent draft, and I'll try to get somebody to post it, and uh, you'll see what it's like. And it's, it's really cool. But you know, on the other hand. You make a guy in the league, and again, you know, it's your league. Um, they may say, oh, no, if I pick that guy, I never want to lose him, you know, unless I trade him. And that's yeah. fine, too. You don't have to have a free agent draft. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and it's, again, it's your league. It's your rules. You do what you want to do. Um, it, kind of off the path of, of drafting, but with player personnel kind of uh, uh, speaks to that. Uh, how do you feel about panels? Uh, you know, some kind of a a panel where maybe there's three guys on it that determines whether or not a trade is fair. And, you know, if it's, if it's too one-sided, they can veto the trade. Um, A, how do you feel about that? B, do you do that in your league? And C, uh, does that bog down a draft if you have to make those decisions if you allow uh, trading during your draft? 
Well, here's okay. So here's how we handle that. Yes, we do. We do allow uh, trades to be vetoed. Okay. Um, and I I always tell people um, that I will always vote to have a um, some sort of panel or some kind of right to vote against the trade, somebody else's trade, especially when it comes to new guys in the league. Yeah. And I say that because you could have the best baseball knowledge guy and join your league, okay? And then he realizes that he has to he has to learn the values of the player in our particular league. Yeah, exactly. There's a difference. There's, yeah. a, there's a big difference, you know? And that's what I, I always caution guys when they do prep for a draft and they they pull out all these fantasy magazines. And I just, you know, when they're new, I caution them. I say, listen, you know, that list that you got from that magazine may not really be the best list for our league because that list is not taking into consideration fielding. It's not con- it's not taking into consideration what he hits against lefties as opposed to righties. So there's a lot of weaknesses and or um, assets of a player that are not being... Um, you know, looked at or, or judged in that magazine. So I always tell people to watch for that. But getting back to, to the trades, yes, what happens with us is if we get a new guy, okay, he's got one, he's got one year in the league. Any trade he makes must be voted on by the balance of the league. Ah, that's good. That's that's a good rule. Must now, if you're talking about two grizzled vets and they want to make a trade, they can still have a trade. Um, vetoed, but it's not it's not a mandate that you vote on it. The only people that are going to really say anything is somebody who wants to uh, lodge an objection. Yeah. And if they lodge an objection and there's and there's X amount of objections, then the, the trade can be vetoed. The thing that you want to remember is, you know, if I want to trade Mickey Mantle for for Willie Mays, it's my player. I should be allowed to do that, provided there's no collusion. See, that's the thing that we look at. You know, like, is there collusion? Um, is, is this uh, an overwhelming trade? Why Why would you make, you know, why would you trade, you know, Bud Harrelson for, for Willie Mays, let's put it that way, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and it could so come... Kind of uh, uh, die on that. But it could come into play, like, say, a Mays for, for, for Mantle, where, you know, maybe Mickey had one of his injury-plagued years and, and you make the move and, and Willie Mays had a great year. And then, you know, behind closed doors, they say, well, you know, we'll make the trade this year. We'll trade these guys back the following year. You well, know, it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that because because we do have instances of that come up in the league. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that, that see, to me, that's collusion. It is. Like, if you get together with another manager... And you make some kind of deal like that to us, that's collusion. Okay. Um, listen, I may want Mickey Mantle because he's my favorite ball player. I don't care what he does. You know, I had, I had guys on my team. I had a guy on my team, Louis Lopez, who was the son of one of my friends. He's a, he's my friend's son. I didn't care if the guy hit a buck 25. I was drafted. You know? Right. But, and, and that's your preference and, and that's cool. And, uh, uh, I know when I was in a retro league one time, I, uh, Dick Allen was my favorite player as a kid. And I made a, a trade that wasn't probably in my best interest, but by gosh, I got Dick Allen to play on my team and he ended up uh, helping win a championship for me down the road. But it is, and, and there's, you know, and that's that's kind of a, uh, you know, tough waters to wade in is when you, you know, you got to find out, well, did you make this trade, which really probably isn't in your best interest 
because you you're, you really wanted that guy because he's a favorite of yours. And, and then you got to go to the rest of the league and the rest of the league saying, yeah, but look what it does to my, you know, my chances. But it, it, it's, it's tough to, to walk that, that line. But, but still, somebody's got to do it, and the panels are, are set up to do that. Yeah, but also, I think we also, you know, do it where, you know, to have just two guys that are going to make that decision, yeah. right? It's yeah. going to be, you know, it's going to be like over 50% or 60% yeah, of the I league that has to lodge an objection because you could also have a guy lodge an objection only because now that other team just got better than that, his. Right, right. You know, saying? So, yeah. you know, yeah. you have to be careful. But yeah, so so you decide how you want to have your league. You set it up. You have a lot of fun. And I got to tell you, my my experiences. And I know sometimes it's impossible because some of these big leagues have people from everywhere. But the more people you can get into that draft room, the more fun you're going to have, and the more the more closer you're going to become as friends. Uh, no question about that. I've, I've seen that firsthand. Dom, um, sorry to say that. Our commissioner corner segments are over, but in retrospect, anything that you want to say uh, as a whole or kind of wrapping up uh, this whole uh, six segment series uh, about guys that may be uh, starting leagues uh, and some of the ideas and some of the help you can give them. Well, listen, no matter what league you start, no matter what rules you have, uh, no matter what format you play, um, Every rule book should have two words in it, and that's have fun. Yep. Okay. That's that's the thing that you want to remember. This is um, this is a hobby. This is a game. Uh, you know, um, I've made lifelong friends out of my league. Uh, but the bottom line is have fun, no matter what rules you pick, and you may not pick any rules at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have fun. That's what it's all about. Don't don't you know? Leagues sometimes get a little bit too competitive. Uh, you know, and you can you can have those arguments and things like that pop up, but. Have fun. That, that's what this is all about. You know what? The real world is crazy enough. We can all escape for a little while and play APA. That's a beautiful thing. Well, I got to tell you, Dom, uh, no truer words were spoken. And I have to say, I definitely had fun uh, doing these segments with you. Uh, not only uh, uh, a lot of fun doing them, but very informational. And, and I think guys who are starting leagues or even in existing leagues, if they go here and listen uh, to this, uh, these segments, uh, they're going to glean something out of it. And, and uh, uh, you've done a great job in, in setting this up and, and giving people uh, a place to go if they have any questions or need ideas. And listen, I appreciate it just the way I appreciate the guys that pre- you know, preceded me that I reached out to when I first started Ollie and, and I looked for help. You know, um, I want to just give back uh, whatever I can to, to Appa Nation, the way Appa Nation, you know, gave back to me in, in the very beginning. And, uh, you know, that's what it's all about. And like I always tell people, you have a question, you've got the, the you know, uh, between the lines boards, you have John Asselon, you have this week in, in Appa that you can, uh, you know, write a question to or send a voicemail to. You know, I'm always available, shoot me an email. You know, I'm always willing to help out. But, you know, when you're going to start a league, don't, don't be afraid to ask for help. It doesn't make you... Uh, we're not we're not better than anybody we've just been doing it longer and so there you have it uh commissioner's corners podcast standalone podcast with dominic provisiero and uh I definitely want to thank Don once again for uh, taking care of that and doing a great job of really presenting 
all the things you need to know about starting a league, maintaining a league, uh, special uh, things you can do to make your league better. Uh, Dom, uh, you're a good man. Thanks again, and I appreciate it. Uh, we'll be having uh, some more uh, This Week in Apple podcast coming up. Uh, John uh, Herson and I will do one. Uh, within the next week or so. So we'll get that up right away. We're still trying to get um, the interviews with uh, league, or I should say uh, uh, tournament directors and the winners of that. I I contacted uh, uh, Rich Zawatsky uh, about his tournament, his Michigan tournament, a large tournament, uh, and uh, still trying to get that together, but I'm sure we will. I know Uh, Pastor Rich is is very busy, uh, and so was I, but right now I have a whole lot of nothing to do. So um, we're going to try to get that together uh, and many, many more things. So stay tuned. Keep track of it on our Facebook pages, on the This Week in Appa page, and Appa Baseball, Appa Games, uh, so on and so forth. So once again, thanks for listening, and uh, come back to the site and the Anchor podcast site for more This Week in App. I'm John Aslan saying so long, and we'll talk to you soon.